Hello, um, it's uh, Bookish Talk, uh, I'm with my next podcast. Today we have two guests, uh, Talita Wachtelborn and uh, Amy Kitschoside, uh, joining us from uh, the United Kingdom, and we're going to talk about the Society of Bookbinders International Competition. So if you can start with telling us about the competition and about, uh, well, everything, I guess, who can take part in it, uh, what are the deadlines, <laughs> what are the rules? <laughs> well... Yeah, the competition, I don't, I'm not sure actually, but it's been running quite a long time now. I think it's been going on, I don't know, at least 10 years. Um, but we took over this just a few months ago for this new one. Um, so the competition runs every two years. It was meant to run in 21, but with COVID, we had to, it all got postponed. Um, but yeah, yeah both, it's an international both, both Pavel and I loved how you uh, fixed the uh, the year in your in your brochure in your booklet. Yeah, yeah, we've got a really nice guy called Tobin who's done all of the design for us and and does all of that. So he's been that's been great. So yeah, looks very professional. Uh, is uh, the competition biannual? Yeah, it's usually every two years. Um, so the last one was in two thousand nineteen. And then um, it got cancelled with COVID and everything that was going on. Um, so it's now the 22 competition. And it always, I think it always runs in conjunction with the Society Bookbinders Conference mm -hmm. that they hold um, because the award ceremony will take place at the conference, which is really nice because um, there's lots of people who come um, to it and visit. So, so the, the award ceremony happens in, in August, as far as I understand, because the, the conference is usually in August. Yes, it'll happen on the first day of the um, conference. And usually the books have to have been made within the past two years. So generally, once the conference finishes, you can kind of make a binding for the competition for the next competition. But because of this change in years with COVID, um, you can enter any book that's been made in the last three years. So anyone who prepared a binding to enter in 2021 would be able to send it for 2022. But then going forward, it will be within the last two years again. So, so what are the categories? Um, oh. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's five um, main categories. So there's a fine binding category. Um, and that's, I mean, they're kind of self-explanatory, but it's supposed to show excellent craftsmanship for fine bindings, um, usually a codex form book. There's the book arts category, which can take any kind of form that you want. And most people who enter that have done um, the interiors of the book as well. So it's it's like the whole piece and not just rebinding a book like the fine binding might be. There's a case binding category, um, which has to incorporate book cloth for that one. Mm -hmm. um, there's a restoration category, um, which is any binding that's been restored to its former or original condition. And there's also the historic binding category as well, um, which is a much more traditional kind of book that you can enter. So, And then there's various other sort of little awards as well that we, we, uh, we have. Um, which I can run through as well for you. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Let's talk about them as well. Yeah. yeah. So there's um, there's a, a newcomer award which is going to be sponsored by Arthur Green. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know him. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's for um anyone 
up to the age and including the age of 30 um, because he really wants to encourage students and younger binders to take part in the competition um, and they have started learning book binding within the last five years mm -hmm. um, and I think as well that they can't have won another competition as well if they want to enter as a newcomer. Okay. Um, there's the Fine Cut International Award for Finishing, um, Harmattan Leather have their own award for forwarding, Incline Press have an Animal Free Binding Award, uh, Hewitt's have an excellent in design and they also have an excellence in craftsmanship as well. And I think there's usually also a people's choice that people who are at the conference can also I think that's vote. that's at the seminar. Yeah, that's just at the conference, but that's like a little extra one that people can mm -hmm. vote for if they're there for it. Another re reason to come to, to the conference. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, but there's lots uh, of different awards. And the rest of the categories, are, are they judged by a pre-selected panel? There's a panel of three very top secret judges, um, and we're all going to meet at a, a undisclosed top secret location, um, and they're going to judge the uh, bindings on a, vi a variety of criteria. And um, the judges say is final. Um, they're all experienced bookbinders or um, people in the world of bookbinding. Um, so they could be book artists, or they could be teachers, or they could be um, bookbinders in their own right. They could have won competitions before, you know, so. Um, that we try to have judges who have a variety of skills so that they're not all fine binders or all book artists or, or something like that so that um, their expertise runs across the categories. But they will all uh, judge the books in person because yeah, yeah. Uh, with Design and Book Binders uh, Award last year, at least one of the judges had to send their representative oh, with yeah. video. But this year, hopefully everything will be... Hopefully. Yeah. No, the plan, the plan is to have two, two or three days. Two days. Two days, I think it's going to be... I think it would be longer for us because <laughs> we have to do all the set up and take down. But yeah, two days um, in-person judging. Um, which would be really nice. And I think it's important if you can do that as well, obviously, so they can get the feel for the books and how they open, et cetera. So, um, but yeah, with with the COVID and everything, they had to do something a bit differently before. So the books have to be sent in um, and they have to arrive by, I think the deadline for them to arrive at um, the location they're being posted. Is, yeah, the 20th of May. Um, and then we have some volunteers who are going to log all of the books and get everything ready. And then we're having a judging weekend further in the summer um, and the judges will handle every book. And we have a photographer who's going to take photographs of every book for um, the beautiful catalog that our wonderful graphic designer Tobin is going to um, put together. And he's also a bookbinder, which is nice. So he has, um, he used to be a graphic designer and now he's a bookbinder. So um, best of both worlds for us. Um, That's have something found him. we see quite often among our yeah. guests. Uh, a person who have been a graphic designer turning to be a bookbinder. Yeah, I think they want more more materiality, more tactile. Yeah. Um, and yeah, less computers. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all want less computers now, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's zoomed out. He's so relieved that he's happy to do all of the graphics and things. So. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're very, yeah, very done, happy to have him. Yeah, he's done some nice sort of countdown graphics for the social media um, that we'll be, we'll be doing over the next 
few months as well. So yeah, it kind of and it's given it quite a nice, you say, a nice look. So. And will the public be able to see uh, some of the books, maybe the winners? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a couple locations. Um, they're going to be exhibited um, at Bainthams in Bath um, after the conference. Um, for a week or two, I think that's not totally um, defined yet or agreed to yet. Yeah. And then they're going to go to Shepherds in London. So there's been a plan to have them, the winners, um, exhibited further afield. But because of COVID and everything, um, Amy and I decided that this year we would just try to have the competition happen. Um, yeah and have everything go to plan before trying to add too many extra things in because it would just potentially be extra things that we would be canceling if things kind of go topsy-turvy again. So we're going to just make it happen this year. And then um, for the next competition, we'll look at having the winners exhibited at other locations as well. Yeah, that's that's a very reasonable approach. So the next competition will happen in two years. So it was it was... <laughs> Odd air years and now it's it's even years. Yeah, and I, now it's even. <laughs> uh, but the seminar are... happens every other every other year. So um, the seminar would have been 2022, but now the Society Bookbinder seminar will be 2023. Mm-hmm. And I understand the added bonus is that you desynchronized with uh, the designer bookbinders competition, that they will be. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So it kind of um, it's quite nice that way. It kind of. One year with one, one year with the other. Hopefully, it should carry on working out that way. A bit of a provocative question: How would you differentiate the two uh, uh, competitions? Um, well, I guess designer bookbinders always have the set books that you have to do when you enter um, that one. I can't remember if that's an international one either. Off the top of my head, I believe it is. Um, yeah, but you do have the set book um, and some of the criteria are different. Um, and I think, you know, having them separate, people can decide if they want to do one or both. Um, whereas before, I think people had to really make a choice about which competition yeah. they were entering because it would be difficult for a lot of people who, you know, work or have have other jobs um, to do that many books that would be competition ready in one year. So it's, it's and they're, they just have, they sort of have slightly different aesthetics and I think they'll have different judges and yeah. things like that and be looking for different criteria. So it's nice that there's that there's a broader spectrum of, of competitions for people to enter now. Yeah. Uh, and also, and, and also and the five categories of, of the Society of Bookbinders competition, they're, they're definitely absolutely different from, uh, from yeah. uh, what designer bookbinders have. Uh, what what, uh, I, what about the book the book arts uh, uh, category? I, I'm re- I'm really curious about uh, that one. What do you include and what do you uh, what is a book? What is book arts? What how do you d- judge that? Well, we're um, not the judges, so it's not up to us to decide. We don't really have to answer that question. Um, but um, I think it has to sort of. I mean, in my understanding, it has to sort of evoke some um, sense of what a book can convey or the feelings that a book conveys. Um, A lot of times it includes traditional bookbinding skills, but in a more novel way. Sometimes it's something that would be more like a complete book where, you know, it has photographs or prints that somebody's made, and then they've also made the binding. 
but it can run the gamut. We've had things that mm. are basically dioramas, you know, that have a book model in there yeah. somewhere. So sculptures in some years yeah. as well. I I, re I remember um, one that was kind of like a sculpture. I mean, technically it was a book, but it was almost like an art piece. Um, it could be almost anything, really. I think, yeah. yeah. It's up to the judges to decide. So we just accept it. We tell the judges this is for this category and then they decide who wins <laughs> and we don't have they, to. <laughs> yeah, I think they also kind of look at the whole concept and why they've done, you know, a binding or the design the way that they have. Um, I think, um, I'm trying to remember who won last year, but I think it was um, that one, it had prints that fold, folded out um, but there was also the second prize. It almost the it, the book was in the shape of like a, a a Georgian sort of carriage. I think it was. I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Um, I'll have to look them up. Yeah, they're but not yeah. On, they're not on the website right now, unfortunately. Yeah, two, two quite different um, books won the first and second prize last time. So. We, we talked quite a lot about uh, what's what's the book and uh, uh, what is a book and what isn't a book on our podcast and uh, it's always interesting to see even more answers to, the, to this question and uh, some some of our guests share the, the, the their stories of uh, uh, being you know denied their books being denied uh, the status of, of a book <laughs> in different situations so uh it's uh, it's always interesting to see more objects like that and more experiments yeah. definitely more experiments where do you guys fall on the on the spectrum of what isn't isn't a book oh. <laughs> that, <that's laughs> what would one. what would your entry for a, for the book arts competition look like for the book arts category i i i think i i like the um uh, we we talked to to a Finnish uh, bookbinder book, book artist Arantkari, uh, and uh, she uh, her opinion was that uh, if if it tells a story and if probably there is at least some text in there, then you can call it a book. And I I like this approach. I I I never tried making anything like this. So all the bindings I made were pretty traditional uh, uh, books and bindings. And uh, I uh, I only probably experimented with some sculptural elements uh, in the design of, of, of the cover or something. Uh, but but I like this approach and uh, um, yeah, that's that's where I'd go if I wanted to, to go experimental. Yeah. So I think it's cool. a nice category to have because it does bring something else to, to what gets um, submitted. Uh, how how big do the submissions get? Because uh, last year, last summer, we saw almost a hundred kilogram uh, uh, book uh, in Moscow, uh, and it was shipped to Moscow from Vladivostok, which is about eight thousand kilometers. So that was a big surprise for the library that ordered it. So. Um, so we're hoping we won't get anything that big, um, but we don't have a sort of size criteria, but um, there is a limit to how big the cases are that it's going to go into. Um, people have entered things in past competitions that were too big to fit into the cases, and then they had to just be out on a table, which um, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a conservator in my day-to-day life. And so do loans with, you know, everything needs to be locked down in a case. So having something out on a table makes me nervous. Um, so hopefully nobody sends anything that big, but usually there's somebody who does and we just make it work. Um, but there isn't a size criteria. So people could send anything as long as they pay for the postage. <laughs> as long as their postage is paid up and it arrives on time, anything kind of could, could be entered, basically. And what about the, uh, the other end of the spectrum? Because I don't think I've seen any miniature books uh, on non-specialized competitions because uh, on these bigger competitions, so you usually get uh, the medium-sized books, but not miniatures. I think it's harder to find text blocks, but um, yeah. I would love to see a miniature book. Um, yeah. I think they're just adorable. I mean, my understanding is that it's anything where the finished binding is less than two inches. Um, I would love to see that just because I think they're wonderful. Um, I think the text box would be harder to find, um, but there's nothing to stop anyone from doing, you know, entering the historic category or possibly the restoration category or the book arts category or a case binding one, I suppose, if they wanted, um, mm. or a fine binding. I mean, it doesn't say that it has to be, have a text, I suppose, does it? In the rules of the fine binding? Uh. No, I don't think it does actually. So I suppose you you could do yeah. that if you wanted in any of the categories. Go for it, guys. <laughs> maybe, maybe this year, maybe next time. <laughs> Something yeah. for for our viewers to to uh, to try. Uh, for for both of you, I mean, and Talita, what if 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 you wanted to enter the competition, which category would you choose? Well. We understand that you cannot enter. Uh, We're not allowed, yeah, no. <laughs> allowed, if you had this chance, if you had this opportunity. I would probably go for fine binding or possibly book arts um, because I like doing printmaking and I have an illustration background as well. So it's always quite nice to explore that side as well. But yeah, it would be fine binding or book arts for me if I was going to enter. And I would probably go for um, restoration or um, a historic binding because I work in a great old library. So I've got, you know, a long list of things that I want to make copies of and bindings that I think are wonderful that I want to have a go at, at recreating. But um, I'll just keep a hold of that list until we're not the organizers anymore. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of restoration, this is the category that intrigued me uh, uh, a lot, because I assume that apart from the finished product, uh, one has to uh, send some kind of documentation of the process, what they did, so that you know that it is an actual, uh, that it's not overly restored, etc. They do have to talk about what they've what they've done and. Um... I think send some photographs in and talk about what they've used. Um, and I think because it's a restoration category, not a conservation category, um, the focus is sort of on it looking as new or as close to as original, as originally bound as possible. Um, whereas in conservation it's a bit more about saving as much of the original material as possible while still making it function so the aesthetics are are quite important for the restoration binding but it's an interesting interesting category so and there's always some amazing entries in there there's not as many entries in historic binding and restoration as in fine binding or case binding but um well they're all amazing all the books are amazing they're all wonderful 
come come see the competition winners <laughs> see all the books <laughs> buy the uh, catalog <laughs> definitely uh we, we, we talked to several bookbinders about this uh project tomorrow tomorrow's past including mm -hmm. uh kathy abbott uh would something that fits uh these uh concepts uh fit within the restoration category or it's a step too far That's an interesting question actually i don't know if that might depend on the judge's feelings i mean it's a new binding um so it's not taking the old returning the original binding back to its original condition i mean you i think a lot of them are sort of could be entered in possibly case binding or artist books but they i think because most of the time they're often on well not all the time but a lot of the times the ones that i'm familiar with are bindings that were created that evoke historic structures for books that didn't have cover. So if there's no binding to return to its original state, I think it couldn't be part of the restoration category. That some of them, I mean, I don't think it could be historic either because it's not, it's a new take mm -hmm. on a historic binding rather than like a, a model or a modern version of a historic binding because they're, they're putting their own stamp on it and sort of improving a lot of historic findings. It's a good question. I mean, it would all come down to the judge. So what we think doesn't really matter because it would all come down to the judges and their there word is final. Some, there might be some interesting conversations going on on judging weekend. I imagine there usually is actually, <laughs> we haven't, uh, we haven't done one yet. So we'll find out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. We've heard it's a bit like uh, herding cats, keeping them on, on task, because they'll probably will put something amazing in front of them and, you know, they'll start ooing and aahing and, you know, debating if it gets this category or that category and if it wins this award or that award and we'll have to get them to look at all the other books that are sent in and um, make sure that they award something for each of the categories. So it'll be quite full on. And, and then there how, are many, how many books are we talking about? We don't know. Well, we don't know, but I think in the past, I think there was around 80 last time. So we're not sure whether there, because there's been an extra year, whether there'll be even more entries because people have had a bit longer to bind or they, you know, are just really excited to be able, there'll be a competition running again, or whether people will just not have time to, to have thought about it with everything else going on. But hopefully, um, We'll have a good turnout and yeah i think usually around 80 in the past so there is quite a lot um to go through on the judging weekend and we'll be photographing every yeah. book that is entered as well for the catalog so every book that is sent in to us is is featured in in the um in the catalog that all of the entrants get as well mm -hmm. it's nice it's nice yeah. So it's, it's an international competition, but I guess uh, there are more participants from the United Kingdom because, well, it's, it's, a, it's a competition in the United Kingdom or, or not. Um, I mean, there's people who enter from South America, Australia, um, Switzerland, Spain. I, there's, there's quite a fair number that do enter from the UK. I mean, I think part of it is um, shipping, unfortunately, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, because there are great binders around the world um it's just shipping costs are kind of ridiculous now and then when you have something that you've spent so much time on you know the, the insurance as well on top of that it can get quite expensive and they they do also have to pay for the return postage of their bindings so it's yeah. you know how expensive that is times two um and bookbinding is of course not the world's most lucrative field so <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to balance all of those things. Um, but we are very happy and encouraging of people to send their um, international books in. We would love to have as many yeah. from around the world as possible. Definitely, because it would be so lovely to see such a range and also get an idea of what binders elsewhere are doing, the kind of work they're doing. Um, I think when, you know, obviously Society Bookbinders in the UK, and I think most people are quite involved in the society and designer bookbinders as they, you know, different organisation, but most people are part of both. Do you have a good idea of the kind of work that the binders are producing? Um, so it's always exciting to see what else is going on and the different kind of methods and styles that people use from all over. So we're hoping that we'll get lots of people interested. And people do travel, you know, I know that um, Kathy's gone to South America and, you know, mm -hmm. Nikki Oliver has gone to Australia to teach and people from other places have come here. So, and the people that they've, you know, that Nikki or Kathy or others have gone to teach around the world, you know, there are bookbinding communities there um, that have brought them over. So there are vibrant areas of, of bookbinding, you know, and there's, you know, the Center for Book Arts in San Francisco and in New York and, and other places. So, um, it is happening in, in other pockets of the world. So hopefully we see lots of examples of that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that we wanted to sort of uh, uh, touch upon with our uh, with the Spanish version of our podcast, uh, uh, because there is there is a huge community of uh, bookbinders in, in South America, in, in Chile and Argentina and other mm -hmm. countries as well. But uh, for, for most part, is it, it's completely unknown to to uh, European uh, bookbinders and uh, book lovers and well for for the people from uh, from the United States and Canada as well uh, but uh, there are definitely a lot of uh, books there a lot of interesting uh, ideas yeah. and uh, uh, bookbinders there so I also hope that they they will send some objects yeah to, definitely to, yeah to yeah so It'll make see. it more interesting if they do, you know, I mean, I think the fine binder last time was from Switzerland, the person who won and, um, historic and, um, restoration were, um, there were two guys from, um, Spain that won that I think last time. So, um, and what, what about the historic bindings? Because, uh, those could be very different traditions from, uh, yeah. around the world, because uh, when you say historic bindings and when you look at your brochure, well, there's, uh, uh, there's the codex of the mm -hmm, European mm -hmm. tradition, but there, there are also Islamic bindings. There are also yeah. Japanese, Chinese, Indian traditions. Have you had any experience? with uh, those uh, in your competition? I'm not sure in the past because we didn't, this is our first year organizing it, so we don't. <laughs> can't speak we to all the past ones, we can't yeah. All of them, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hope there is and there will be, there was and there will be this time, but um, it's an, I think it's an interesting category that I think histor the historical binding category doesn't tend to get as many uh, submissions unfortunately so I think it would be really nice to encourage that um you know it certainly doesn't have to fit one mold I think yeah, it does not need binding. to be a western historic no. you know medieval manuscript type binding with clasps and things like that um there's some great um work that's been done about historic bindings in Mexico um there's historic bindings, you know, from the states like scabbard bindings and things like that. 
as you mentioned, Islamic findings, palm leaf findings. I mean, any of that stuff, I think, could be entered and would be really great to see. There are some some really exquisite scrolls being produced with mm. uh, with boxes for them and uh, and assistance. Well, that's getting that's getting tricky though. Now is is a scroll a book <laughs> <laughs> or is that a book arts category? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also was, uh, it also was always interesting to me that uh, for historic bindings, if you, if you, if you see in, in a medieval book, for example, there are always all these imperfections uh, uh, due to uh, a lower level of technology, uh, other tools or something like that. So if you, if you make a, uh, if you go for, for a historic binding category, should you follow uh, and uh, sort of apply all these imperfections in your work or should you try to make uh, uh, this list uh, uh, fit within this, the style but, but still make it perfect? So what's, what's the right <laughs> approach? <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's up to the judges to say, yeah. but I think, um, you know, a, a sort of similar example is, you know, like the Parthenon marbles. Everybody thinks they're perfect in their totally white classic look, but they would have originally been really bright and quite garish to our modern eyes. So, you know, when these books were new, they would have looked different than they do now. You know, they've had hundreds of years of hands on them and, you know, they've had like all those oils kind of been rubbed into them and the corners are softened and everything's kind of like settled into place a bit. But when you make a new binding, it has straight boards and square corners and, you know, they kind of always look too new, I think, in a way, you know, but, you know, what are you going to do? Drop it a few times before you send it in? I don't know if you'd win if you did that. So <laughs> it might look more historic, but um, not <laughs> might not win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I guess I guess that's uh, most of the things we wanted to ask you. And uh, um, yeah. thank you, thank you very much to coming for coming over to our podcast and uh, talking about the competition. We hope thank you some, very much. We hope some of our viewers will decide to to join the competition to take part in this competition this year or maybe in two years time. Yeah. Uh, anything anything works, <laughs> so please <laughs> consider that. We'll post uh, links to the competition down below. Yeah, that would be great. And it, you know, it really is open for anyone to apply if they want to. Like, you don't have to, you know, even if you aren't young enough to be in the newcomer award. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's such a lovely thing to do and a goal to work towards. And and I think it's I think it's open for everyone to to put through their bindings if they want to. So you don't have to be intimidated. I guess is what I would say of, you know, being a master binder. <laughs> so. Just do it because it's a great learning experience, you know, to enter Definitely. the competition. Um, yeah. Go to the Society of Bookbinders website um, and click on the international the competition. Yeah, <laughs> yep, great. Um, join the mailing list. Um, we'll send out information. There will be a form that will be going out um, for you to, you know, enter however many books you want. Um, and um, yeah, it's all gonna all gonna happen. May twentieth will be the deadline for them to arrive. Yeah. So. Get binding. <laughs> yeah, you still have some time. Yeah. But yeah, fast. 
Okay, perfect. Um, so, as usual, uh, I'd like to say thanks to, to our viewers in the first place and uh, to our supporters on Patreon, because, well, without your money, we cannot edit our videos. And uh, if, if you have some, you know, spare a couple of bucks per month, uh, please consider checking the link below and uh, joining the crowd of our patrons. And, uh, well, see you, see you next time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.